Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips, and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Ava Amson, and today I'll be talking to you about how to make the perfect agar plates. Making agar plates, whether they contain LB, M9, blood agar, or any other growth media, is a simple procedure. But there are a few finer points that will kill your experiment, make a mess, or just cause you inconvenience if you get them wrong. So let's put on the record exactly how to make the perfect agar plate for those of you who are new to the world of working with bacteria. So follow these steps and you'll be on your way to making agar plates that are perfect with no lumps, bubbles or excess moisture every time. First you have to use a recipe. Make up the medium according to the recipe, then add the desired amount of agar powder, normally about 1% weight per volume, and stir. If you autoclave without stirring with the agarose still floating on top of the liquid, you get an agarose cake in the medium that's interesting but useless. When making up the agar, only use about three quarters of the volume of the bottle. This allows space for bubbles to rise while the agar is melting in the microwave and saves you cleaning up overflowing agar from the microwave. Next, autoclave your medium for 25 minutes. After autoclaving, you can of course store the medium agar mix in a toughened glass bottle and then melt it in a microwave or water bath when needed. Make sure you use toughened glass bottles or disaster can strike. And of course, remember to use heat resistant gloves when handling hot medium straight out of the autoclave. Then cool the medium agar mix to 55 degrees Celsius. For routine consistent results, do the cooling for a couple of hours in a 55 degree water bath. Agar starts to solidify at about 50 degrees. And using the water bath when making agar plates means that you can consistently cool the mixture to just above the solidification temperature. If you just cool your plates to the air, you might forget about them and come back to find solidification already started, and lumpy plates are no good for spreading. When your medium is cooled down a bit, you can now add any antibiotics or supplements and be confident that the agar is at a suitable temperature because you've cooled it in the water bath. To pour the plates, use about 30 ml of the agar medium mix to create each plate when using 100 mm diameter dishes. The less agar medium mix in each plate, the more easily they will dry out. 30 ml is a good amount for long-term storage, and 10 to 20 ml is fine if you're going to use the plates relatively soon. For consistency when making agar plates, I'd recommend using a serological pipette. Suck up 2 to 3 ml more than you need to minimize blowing bubbles into the plate. And make sure you're careful not to contaminate the media and plates when pouring. Use clean gloves, such as nitro gloves, when handling the dishes, and don't forget your sterile technique. Use an open flame, like a Bunsen burner, to help keep the area sterile when preparing plates. If there are any bubbles in the plates, briefly pass the flame over to pop them. A classic error is trying to move the plates before they've set and cooled completely, and that's just asking for trouble. Just leave them alone and maybe admire your perfect agar plates while you wait. You can dry the plates in the laminar flow hood with the lid slightly off for about 30 minutes or in a 37 degree incubator for 2 to 3 hours or at room temperature for 2 to 3 days. Drying the plate is very important for storing the plates and growing colonies on them. If you don't dry the plates, the moisture will evaporate and condense on the lid during storage or incubation and give you horrible wet plates. 
At worst, the moisture can affect the plating of your cells. Use a timer to remind you when the 30 minutes are up. It's very easy to forget about your plates and come back to find your plates have turned into agar chips. Once you've poured your perfect agar plates, you can use them immediately or seal them for later use. If you want to use them later, you can use parafilm or stack them and store upside down in a plastic bag or a plastic sleeve that the plates came in for easy storage. Store the plates in the refrigerator or cold room at 4 degrees. Guidelines suggest using agar plates within about 2 to 4 weeks. Depending on the additives you have included, the shelf life of the prepared plates might be shorter, so make sure you check this before you start so you don't end up wasting your time and resources making too many plates or end up with contamination on your plates. A quick way to label your plates is to have a color code for each antibiotic and medium type that you tend to use. For example, you can pick red for ampicillin, black for canamycin, green for LB, blue for M9. Then stack the plates and use the appropriately colored lab marker to draw a line down the whole stack and make sure you keep the color code to hand though. Now you should have no issues making agar plates that are perfect every time. So that's it for making agar plates. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bench side. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.